Hello everyone, this is Donna Lynn Morandi. Thank you for listening to podcast number three where we are going to discuss fear. Um, I have a saying, face your fear and do it anyway. And that has um, really helped me, that mindset. I think I've always had that mindset. I remember I used to do triathlons and uh, marathons and that sort of thing and I would sign up for something and then that's where my mind went. Um, and I knew that once, even though I was kind of afraid, I was always afraid, I just did it anyway. So that's been the case uh, for me, not just with physical activities, but also going back to school. Um, I decided to go back to get my master's degree at SNHU for creative writing. And it was at a time where it was probably the lowest point of my life. Um, I had just had a brain surgery and I was not healed by any means. Um, and I had a very different mindset back then. I did not take any time to rest and I thought that I had to do everything myself. And I was mopping floors three days after brain surgery because I had been conditioned maybe through society, through my own mind that I had to do everything and it was during lockdown and my kids weren't doing well with the adjustment and um, my husband at the time was certainly not doing well because he was not used to being home and it was a lot of stress in the house. So I thought that I just had to get up and just pretend like I didn't have brain surgery and move on. And um, a lot of the fear that I had with starting school was I hadn't been in school since I was in college. I graduated college in 1997, I believe. So it was a little fearful to go into that, um, especially not fully healed from uh, brain surgery. And then, as I mentioned before, I had some family issues going on that later led to, um, unfortunately, the parting of my marriage. So it was a very hard time for me and I didn't know what to do with myself and I was scared. I didn't know what my future looked like. I didn't know what my life would look like. I didn't know what my children's life would look like. And I decided to go back to school because I had to do something. And I knew at that point, and that's why I brought up the whole brain surgery bit and me mopping three days after I had brain surgery was because I knew at that point when my marriage was falling apart that I had to take care of myself and I had to pave a way for myself. And that's not how I lived in the past. I lived for everyone else and I lived to make everyone else happy. And I thought I have to go back to school and I have to, I'm so scared. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what my life is anymore. I'm, I was almost paralyzed with fear except for, you know, that fight and flight. I'm someone who fights. So I am definitely someone who will fight instead of flight. So I said, I have to do something. So I went back to school, regardless of the tremendous fear I felt of doing that. And I'm glad that I did. And um, I'm glad I'm doing well and I'm enjoying it very much. And it also was finishing the book that I started in 2018. That was also very scary for me because I started it way back in 2018. And I wanted to finish it. And right now it should be out, I'm hoping, by January. Um, but that was 
fearful to finish that project because my life before, and I always use it as like my life before everything happened, was very different than how my life is now. So the characters had to change to reflect that a little bit and reflect some of the lessons I had learned. Um, so I think that for me, um, going through the brain surgery and then the falling apart of my family life and then having a stroke and going back to school and doing this, um, finishing this book, um, a lot of it was fear driven, but in a positive way, if that makes sense. Because even though I was afraid, I knew I had to just face my fears and do it anyway. And so um, it has it has actually served me well. <laughs> that fear actually is a little bit of a, a ignite for me. It, it ignites my soul a little bit and it keeps me on my toes. And um, one, I think this really, the fear really started from when I was a child because I had a learning disability, and if you read my podcast, uh, I'm sorry, if you read my blog, um, I talk a little bit about that because I was in a classroom and um, I didn't see things the way that other people saw things. The letters were backwards, numbers were backwards. I didn't comprehend the way that other people did, and I am so incredibly grateful that I had my mother by my side and when I was younger, I always had a book in my hand. I always was writing. I was always reading. I always wanted to learn. And she identified that right away. And she would read to me all the time. And it's my most cherished memories for her reading to me. And it really it is probably the reason why I love to read so much is because my mother read to me. And it was such a special time with her. Um, I could still feel her embrace and the smell of her breath and the way that she made characters seem so alive to me. It was so exciting as a child to hear her read to me. And I thought, I want to write things like that. And I want to read stories like that. And she really is the reason why I fell in love with reading and learning so much. But she also knew that I had a disability because she would see me reading and she would ask me what the story was about. And I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I knew I liked to hold the book. I knew I liked to read the words but I did not know what I had just read moments before. And, um, you know, I had some great teachers uh, when I was younger and it was back before people understood what learning disabilities were, I think, or they didn't identify them as quickly maybe, but my mom did. And um, she got me into reading programs and spent a lot of time with me and helped me get to where I am now. And what's so important is, um, it goes back to my determination and about the fear factor and it's all tied together because, um, you know, every year these teachers would say to my mother, they wanted to hold me back first, second, third, probably even fourth grade. And every year they wanted to hold me back and not let me go to the next grade. And my mother would not allow it. She would go up to that school and she would fight for me and with me. And she would say, um, makes me want to cry. It makes me tearful uh, to think about a mother's love is really something. My mother's love is really something for sure. But she would go up to that school and she would say, how would I tell my daughter that her best is not good enough, that she's not going to move forward? She will catch up and she will get to where the other kids are. And not everyone has the same pace. And 
she will she will do what she has to do and she will she's trying and I'm going to stand by her and I'm not going to let you leave her back and she did not and I was never held back from school and I'm glad that I wasn't because it just made me work harder and I have such a strong work ethic um with everything I do so if you know me personally you know that I do things a hundred and ten percent at all times I am very uh, motivated I'm very goal orientated and uh, anything I do Yes, a lot of it's fear, and, and I think it started from when I was little, and I couldn't read, and I wanted to, and I wanted to be like all the other kids, and I wanted to understand the way the other kids did, but I was, I am tenacious, and uh, I have been called scrappy by someone as an insult. They meant it as an insult, but I do not find that an insult. I am scrappy as the day is long. I will work as hard as I possibly can to obtain the goals that I want and nothing will stop me. And that's just my personality. And even though I am afraid, because a lot of people think, oh, you know, she started this podcast. She has books out. She writes these blogs. Am I afraid? Every freaking day I'm afraid. But you know what? I do it anyway because I think it's important. And I think that I have a lot to offer. And I think that um, fear is actually can be a good thing if you don't let it paralyze you. So in this talking about my, uh, my life kind of falling apart a little bit and the fear that I felt going to school and starting this book and starting my next book and having all these learning disabilities when I was younger and how fear has um, helped me make up characters and plots and themes and storylines for what I do write, um, the fear actually does force me to be more honest in a lot of ways and to connect with readers. And so some of the things that I have been asked is, do your stories have anything to do with your real life? Do, are your characters people? I, um, I'm, asked, I'm asked that all the time. And the best answer I can give is all of my characters are not based on anyone in particular, right? There's nothing, There's. it's not like I know someone that's the character. Um, I will say that all of the characters are a little bit of me. So a little bit of me is kind of revealed in each of my characters. I'm not going to tell you what or who or when, but if you read my story and if you know me well, you probably can identify them. Sometimes I try to hide that, but my life experiences um, give me a lot of ideas. Um, human interaction gives me a lot of ideas. I write uh, about all sorts of things um, from relationships with children, rela intimate relationships, rela relationships with families, self-relationships. I write a lot about that. And they don't always have to do with me particularly or my truths because I'm always saying I speak the truth. I am a truth teller. I think writers are truth tellers with really great imaginations. So there's truth in there because you want to make it relatable, um, whether it be from the moral of the story or the actual characters uh, and the character development of, in them. But my stories are definitely not based on anyone in particular. And um, one of the things that uh, are is very interesting is the story that, uh, the, the novel that hopefully will be out soon, um, Securely Insecure is the title of the book. Um, I did a bunch of research about 
brain tumors and everything that it entails and life expectancy and different kinds of brain tumors. And I wrote about a character and I wrote this whole thing about a character. And six months later, I found out that I too had a brain tumor. I had no idea I had a brain tumor. I don't know where the idea came from. Maybe the gods were trying to tell me, the universe was trying to give me some hints, but I did not know that. And even the setting of my story in Securely Insecure is at the University of Delaware. I wrote this story in 2018 and um, my daughter is now a sophomore at the University of Delaware. So I wrote this far before I knew my daughter would ever be attending that school. So those are just some weird coincidences that I write about. So when people read things, I think sometimes people may think, oh, did, is this a true story? No, my stories are not true. In fact, in the case of Securely Insecure, I wrote all of that too. and those things happened after the fact that, um, that, uh, after I wrote them, so they are not correlated, but are the themes, um, and parts of the character personalities, are those true? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they are. And, um, you know, you write what you know, and I, sometimes I observe people and some of their, the, just the way they move. I'll write about that. Like I'll show that in a character, but it, sometimes it's a random person that I just met off the street or I observed at a park or something. So nothing is really quite put together. Um, so gracefully like that, but I do enjoy, um, the character development and my new story, uh, it's called letting go. And I don't know where the characters are going to take me yet, but what I can say is, when I started thinking about the two main characters of the story, it's a woman younger and a man younger. It's in their uh, college years. And it's about a story of those two getting together and how they get together and their life experience and how people change. And one of the most important thing I learned through my other writing experiences and through my education and a lot of feedback from professors is to make characters interesting and round and not everyone is good and not everyone is bad and people make decisions and, and change and the constant changing character development is so important. And if you listen to my one of my last podcasts, you'll find that I, I talked about my first draft of The Journey Back to Me, the story that I read, I think my podcast too. Originally, there was a villain and there was a victim and it was very clear who was who and it was I mean I really did like that story because it was so fueled with emotion and it was so ignited with rage and I was trying to show the differences between men and women and the struggles of each gender and what the feedback I got back was um make your characters round because not everyone is so perfect and not everyone is so terrible. And it's so much more interesting and relatable to readers to understand characters that kind of mesh both those things together. And that's a much more interesting story to tell. And it's a much more interesting story to read. So those are some of the things that I really um, recognize in my writing now. But I do get asked questions be just because of the coincidence coincidences of things of is this about somebody is these true stories or these true characters no none of this is true none of my writing is true um otherwise I would be a news reporter well nowadays you can't even say that because I don't know how much of that's true either but um I'm not reporting actual things that happened 
I take inspirations from real life things that can happen to people and that have happened to people and I make it a story. So um, I think that it is interesting to see how um, people perceive a lot of the writing that I do and um, I think that it's scary too which goes back to my original thought on all of this about fear and how fear is real and it's real whether you're starting a new job or a new hobby or a new relationship or a podcast, blog, book. It's fearful, but do it anyway because that's the best living. And, you know, like I say, a great story always has a rising action. Keep writing on my fellow readers and writers. Keep writing, keep telling your stories, keep telling your truths through your characters or not. Um, you could tell it in first person if, you know, you're doing a memoir, but keep, keep at it because it is so interesting to hear people talk about how they perceive characters and not everyone perceives the, the characters the same. I'm in a book club and we all sometimes have very different understanding of the story and the character. And it's really, really neat to hear other people's perspective. So um, with that, I'm going to end this podcast. But thank you for listening. Um, thank you for your support and reading my blogs and listening to my podcast. And I will be back soon with another podcast and another blog. And hopefully more information about Securely and Secure, which will be coming out soon. Cheers all. Thanks again. Bye.